Welcome to the LEAD 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Hi, everyone. Welcome to LEAD 222 podcast. I'm your host, Bo Boshears, along with Dave Hookie. And today we're very excited. We have actually a, a pretty cool uh, podcast for you today. I think you're going to enjoy. And it's brought to you by LEAD 222 Youth Ministry Staffing. You'll hear more, more about that later. But Dave, why don't you explain what we're doing today? And I, I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, really excited about this today, Bo. And uh, so we've gotten uh, questions in from, from listeners and uh, from youth pastors that uh, said, hey, Bo and Dave, we, we would love for you guys to uh, answer these and, and give your perspective. Bo, I think between us, we probably have about 60 years of youth ministry experience. And, uh, and so really excited to be able to dive into some of these questions uh, today. And I really think that uh, there'll be some great uh, information and some training and, and uh, you know, just uh, helpful tips that we've learned uh, from the years of leading student ministries and, and teams and so excited about it today. So I'm going to jump right in. So Bo, um, I'd love to ask you this. This is from Matt. How do you get creative with getting involved with schools that don't want you there? And uh, I know, Bo, you um, led a large student ministry and you guys were in a lot of different schools. So I'd love your input on this. Yeah, yeah that's a great question. Um, first of all, great question, Matt. Uh, I would say that I feel very strongly at the very beginning of just thinking about student ministry in general, about having a strategy for campus ministries. So this is obviously a very good question. Um, well, there's a lot to say to this, but here's how I answer that expression. When you talk about a campus that may be closed to you, you know, Matt, I'd have you think and others on this call. The one thing that I would have you do is maybe have a one degree change on how you see yourself being on that campus. And I would encourage you to see it through your students, through the students that actually are attending that campus and see that you are already on there. And to lean into the understanding of student ownership that, that, that when they're on that campus, we used to use a phrase, Dave, um, that you have a, a, a witness, obviously, wherever you are. And we talked about building integrity. And so we really worked at our students knowing that you have a supplement witness that you're going on that campus, wherever they're involved. So I'd have you to get a course students and remind them that God's placed them on that campus and really train and teach them to what does it look like to, to have ownership on that campus. And then there's always other creative ways you can do that by building relationships. Um, one of the things we did was I checked in the church to find out how many teachers that we actually had going to the campuses in our area. And I contacted every one of them and told them, look, we support you and believe in you. We want to know what that we want you to know what we're doing along with you and helping students. And then with that, I built relationships with the teachers on the campus, coaches on the campus, and then trying to get involved with any way to serve. I used to have our interns actually it was one of the things that we were very intentional about to see if they could serve, coach, do anything during lunch. And so you go on there to help what the school is already doing, not from the standpoint I'm going as a pastor to see my students, we're going to serve and build relationships. And then again, you let your students be the ones who really own that campus. I'm sure Dave, you did similar things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, 
there's also ways of too of just you know we we even set up meetings with you know the principals and things like that and and really it was just an introduction to say how can we serve you yeah that's you right. know what are some ways that we we could serve and and you know what some you know principals are open to that and and some aren't but you never know unless you set up a meeting and, and you just put it out there to say hey how can we serve you and, and we were able to do some incredible things and even just you know providing starbucks to every teacher and facility worker in the school, oh, that's cool. sure. um, at some different you know locations and and man that's a hit right like just to be able to to say we're here we're supporting you we're for you and that goes a long ways that's good, Dave. Well, let's move on. Uh, Dave, I'll g- I'm going to give you a question from one from our list here, which is a very good list. By the way, thanks everyone for sending these questions in. Uh, this is from uh, Dylan. Uh, and it says, you know, he talks about the podcast that we did about transitions. And Dave, here's the question. Um, what about the ones that are messy? Um, and how do you protect yourself or follow up through appropriate channels so leadership can be, you know, corrected and made accountable to, to, to be a great transition? Uh, I, I guess he's talking about here, Dave, really clearly. What about those transitions that are not really healthy? Yeah, I know. And it's so hard. It's so hard because, you know, gosh, we, we wish they all would go uh, well and, um, you know, they'd be healthy transitions. But uh, the reality is, is sometimes uh, it's really messy. And, uh, you know, I know for me, um, you know, we, we wanted to leave well, we wanted to leave with integrity and, but, uh, you know, Bo, there's fear that comes into all of that. And, you know, you want to take the high road, but, you know, I think what Dylan's also talking about is how do you protect yourself? You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I thought about when you, when you sign a non-disclosure, it's like, well, yeah, I want to protect the church, right? That's integrity, but what's protecting my name? You know, what's protecting, you know, um, a story that's being spun that's that's not true. So, you know, one thing I would say, you know, Dylan is is, um, you know, something that you can do is uh, obviously um, if they don't set up an exit interview, I would see if you can have an exit interview. I think that that could be really uh, good to be able to, to have. But uh, if they are uh, having you sign a non-disclosure, I would say like, hey, we need to agree on a statement that can be shared to the elders and the church. And we both sign it. Both parties sign what that statement is going to be and that it reflects, um, you know, truth in that. But also um, being able to, you know, protect yourself and protect the church as well. So I think that's something that that can be done in, in messy situations. And um, you know, it's hard, Bo. It's really hard. And I think the bottom line is, how can you take the high road? How can you leave well, leave with integrity, protecting the church? Um, but every situation is different, right? Every situation is different, and so you really have to pursue the Lord. And um, if you're married, man, you've really got to communicate well with your spouse. I think there's so there's a lot of times we have not done a good job in communicating to our spouses of maybe what's been um, said or how the situation went. And so we have to do our due diligence and communicate with our spouse and so that they're not caught off by surprise either. So there's got to be good communication that takes place um, to your spouse on all of this as well, because there can be a lot of hurt. That's sometimes where it gets messy, Bo, 
is, you know, we might've been shared with like, Hey, this is coming, this is coming. And then it happens, but we never shared that with our spouse and we've got to communicate that. Um, and so if you're a supervisor, it might be helpful to bring in the spouse and be able to share, Hey, here's what's happening. So, um, Bo and all your experience, anything you'd like to add on that? Well, you know, Dave, I liked what you mentioned about the spouse, because obviously your spouse loves you and they see your pain. And so they can get a lot of anger yeah. and trying to protect you. And I'm talking about bitterness that comes yeah. in the future of like, I don't want anything to do with the church or this or that. And, and obviously we're saying you have to share truth, but you, you, you need to be together in prayer and support through that pain. Cause a lot of times the, you really are hurt or maybe some things were said, but here's one thing I would add, Dave, I think it's really cool. I like the question I would, when I coach men and women about this is, I think it's appropriate to ask the supervisor, head pastor, hey, I have a question for you. When the phone rings, could I put you down for a recommendation and what would you say? Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that's a good question, because you want to hear back what you said, Dave, what you've agreed to. And if there's some things there that were said that you felt were um, inappropriate, then I think you'd lean back into, hey, wait a minute, I think we have an unclear understanding of how we see this. So again, um, I would encourage you. Uh, Dave is Dave really is good at this. You guys, if you if you're going through this, I'd, I'd have you reach out to Dave. I really called David Lee two twenty two dot com. Well, thanks, Bo. Yeah, and, and definitely available for anybody, you know, walking through maybe some transitions or even um, maybe you're looking and, and uh, man, we'd love to help you find, you know, the right fit, the right place too. That's what we're doing with lead youth ministry staffing. So really excited about that. So no, that's good. So Bo, let me, let me, Billy asks this question. How do you share the energy and growth happening in the student ministry with the rest of the congregation? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, this really happens a lot. You know, maybe you're at a church where, you know, your students are just tearing it up, man. Event, you know, they're loving the Lord. They're sharing their faith. There's all kinds of excitement. And, and then you just like, you know, how do you get that story out? And so here's what I would, here's some quick words to that. First of all, you got to, as a point leader, that is a part of your role. And what I mean by that is you got to tell the story. And, um, and we call it leading up in various places to those who are, you know, your supervisor, head pastor, elder, whatever. But you need to be the storyteller. Like when you get into a room or any opportunity you have, if, you're, if you have elders or deacon or whatever, you have a someone who is assigned to youth ministry, man, you're going and just telling what the Lord's doing in your student ministry. And that helps spread that truth. And then, you know, I would say that you talk any way, any, wherever there's communication in your church, you, you don't say no for someone. Go in and say, look, I have a story. Can we share it? Can I make an announcement on stage day at church about what God is doing uh, in our student ministry? And I assume that maybe once a year they give you a platform to tell stories. And that's not enough. That's great to have youth day or whatever they do. But you just have to tell your team, tell your parents, everyone to be to share positive gossip about your students. And really, then God will honor that. Just let that just go through the course of your uh, congregation or church. And then one last thing, tell your students, um, tell them that they're the messengers that tell them to tell their stories to when they see someone at church, say, man, you know our, what our student ministry did, or here's what we're doing. So um, to sum it up, I would just make sure that you, any channel you have, you be the voice of that story. Dave, anything else? Yeah, no, I think that's good. I, I kept thinking of, you said rooms, but you know, get in rooms. And what I mean by that is, 
um, whether it's you or you train your leaders to share those stories, right? You're, so, but you have to give them to them. You have to yes. get those stories yes. out. And, but when they're in rooms, they're constantly thinking, oh man, we could celebrate this and share this story, whether it's a Sunday school room, whether it's a Bible study, it's a soap group. And man, it's amazing when you get in all those rooms and people are staring, sharing stories. <laughs> I mean, it's so exciting because it just feels like there is a wave that's just like yes. happening in student ministry and everybody's talking about it. No, that's very good. Good, good question. And get after that. Go tell a story today. Get after it. Okay. Uh, Dave, let's keep going here. I'm going to uh, take a question here. Let me look. Okay. From Aaron. Uh, he talks about how can we resource parents consistently in ways that actually that they actually want to be resourced and with resources that actually help. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we assume that parents are all on the same page and, you know, in the same season and dealing with the same issues. And sometimes we, we throw out maybe a, a resource here and there. And um, not all parents are, are really in that lane and it's not something that they find beneficial, right? And so I think sometimes we have a, a, an assumption and it's not really helpful to the parent. And so um, maybe one thing that's, that could be really helpful is having a resource, a list, a website for parents to utilize when they are ready. And you put all those resources together in one spot, so then those those parents can can find that. And uh, I was talking with with Joe Landy, you know, this week, Bo, you know, on this. And and uh, one of the things that they do at Kingsland, which I thought was so good, is that in their you know newsletter, here's here's the line that Joe added. He he put this in their newsletter. He said. If you need a resource for parenting or marriage, send me an email. We have a ton. Um, and here's a link to a great web, a website with resources. So he gives them the website, but then he also says, hey, if there is something specific that you're yes. dealing with, email me. And then I'll connect you with all these incredible resources. Um, but I think if we put all this, you know, resources in one spot, it'll be helpful for the parent. You know, Dave, I, I, you know, this is always, you know, how do you really communicate to parents? And, and I know one thing that uh, I would really encourage Aaron as well is uh, I would have you seek out some real, some parents in your ministry that are really for you, that they're behind you. Uh, I, I get them together in a room, a few parents, and just share, you really want to serve parents in your ministry and let them be your point leaders. Uh, the parents talk to parents. You know, so you let, you know, say to them, hey, would you reach out and find out what is, what is really being asked? What are parents, your parents, your, what would you, what, how can we really resource people in a way that's really serving them and let them be your messengers and be able to come back and give them some ownership. And um, because they'll, they'll do a better job with you speaking to parents and finding out really what's going on. So if you can build that, I think that'll help you. And they bring back the information and then you do the best you can. No, that's, that's good, Bo. So here's a question from Micah. Um, he asked, how do we craft a role that allows us to do what we do best? He said, I'd love to hear you and Bo talk about, uh, about this. You've been a, how have you been able to keep the main thing the main thing and not get sidetracked, bogged down by things that don't matter and won't be helpful? Yeah, that's a great question, Micah. And it uh, shows you have leadership gifts just by asking that because that's, that's attention in all leaders. And um you know, it's going to, it's going to seem pretty simple, but um, you really need to be disciplined and, and quiet in order to make 
you know, the difference between good and best. You know, there's going to be a lot of good things happening and you've got to sort out what the best things uh, that you can do with the time uh, that you're going to manage. And one way to do that, you filter, always filter it through your vision, filter it through them. You know, what you've got to, in order to understand what the main thing is, if I was coaching you, I'd ask you straight up, I go, what is the main thing? You know, you tell me what the main thing is, and it's, well, Bo, it's about relationship or spiritual transformation, or it's about caring for our students. Well, then I would say, okay, now tell me a couple options that you have in front of you, um, because times are busy and you, and you get a lot of stuff that can sidetrack you. Tell me about a few things. And then I would ask you, evaluate them. Is that keeping you on the main thing? And honestly, if I had that conversation with you, I really believe that you would come up with it and say, you know, that's probably not the best. It's a good thing but it's not the best thing. So um, I think by asking yourself these questions, um, filtering it through the real um, vision of what you're trying to accomplish in that season uh, will help you um, stay to it. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I love that, Bo. I think that's spot on. And uh, I heard a, a church that did this exercise uh, with their team and then um, with their leaders. And I've actually coached, um, you know, guys, in this too. And it's to ask these four questions. It's what's right, what's wrong, what's missing, and what's confusing. Yeah, that's good. And uh, it's a great exercise. And, you know, I think, I think too, you know, we're having to balance um, what we did before COVID, during COVID, and now kind of after COVID. And it's so imperative, Bo, like what you said, to make sure we know what the main thing is and to be able to go after it. Yeah, you know, Dave, um, one last thing that I think is really good, and, and, and Micah, I'd love to talk further with you uh, if, if needed, but, um, you know, I would have you open up, I'd have you actually open up, and let me see your schedule during your week and what you're focused on, and ask good questions that way, you can obviously do that yourself, um, but really be able to look at it and say, you know, uh, that's not necessary, we don't need that. And based on what Dave just said with some of the questions, you know, you, you see that. And that's hard sometimes because you're going to have to say no to some good things. Uh, but ultimately, when you're when you're focused and your prayers up and you're saying no, um, this is this is this is going to be the bullseye. And uh, and you get after it. Uh, I think you'll find a lot of success. Uh, is it my turn, Dave? Am I up to give you a question, right? You are up. All right, buddy. Let me see. I'm going to go. Okay. Got some good questions. I'm going to, I'm going to go from Jake and he says, here's his question. Uh, what's been some pillars of youth ministry that have never changed throughout the years that you guys have been leading with leading the next generation? Yeah, this is so good, Bo. And I, I can't wait to hear yours as well. And, um, I'm sure we both can agree relationships. I mean, yeah. it is all about relationships and yeah. uh, community and uh, that, that hasn't changed. I mean, the gospel is lived out in relationships and Bo, you, you wrote that incredible book, the be with factor. And, you know, Jesus called the disciples and said, come be with me. And it's all about relationships. And, uh, and so I, you know, so it's that to me is the is a pillar. It's it's also creating that 
in relationships, but creating that, that healthy community and, you know, that environment for students where they feel loved, they feel like they belong and they're accepted. And in that environment is then where they come to Christ and they see, you know, a purpose that, that God's calling them to, and they're living on mission. And, uh, and so that's, that's what um, happens. And so obviously that, and then within community of, of leader development, you know, that building healthy teams has not changed. We, we have to give ministry away. Um, and, and the more that we can give ministry away, the more that we can reach and expand um, to, to have more students come to Christ. And then, Bo, I, I would, I'm just going to say this one, too, of just, you know, we have to begin with the end in mind. That has not changed. You know, we, we're here to, to help these students come to Christ and then develop their own faith. So that when they go off to college, it's their own faith and it's it's rooted in Christ and and it's found, you know, the foundations. And so we have to begin with that end in mind and then we implement a strategy um, from there. You know, David, I would add to that, you know, is the obviously the relationship to be with factor. But one thing I would say hasn't changed is um, is. Students in general, this is obvious, but the spiritual gifts that God has given kids. And what I mean by that is that um, once you can communicate uh, and teach students that God has gifted them and wants to use them right where they're at, at this time on their campus, and they've gifted them, it really is amazing what happens in the life of a young person. It starts to identify, you know, I'm loved and God has gifted me and wants me to make a difference. And the other thing I would point out, and I'm a real fan of this, is they still go to school. Yeah. And, 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 that, and it's, it's the campus. And we just talked about a question earlier, but I just think when a student starts to understand, and we teach, we taught this strong, that it is that God has placed you on that campus for this season of your life. And what difference are you going to make? And they start to realize that that the ministry they have on that campus with their friends, um, that the integrity they can bring, the story, you know, that all students have a story. And for them, this gets back to the spiritual gifts that when they're, that, that they're able to communicate that story, that God is amazing. Uh, I think that's significant. And then passion. I think all young people have passion. You just got to tap into it. And I think teaching the word of God and letting them see that, Again, I keep repeating this, but God wants to use them in a powerful way today. Um, you know, the statement David always said, you know, students aren't the church of today, they're tomorrow, the church of today. That's a cool statement, but I would even go deeper. It says they're loved by God and have spiritual gifts. And they're, you know, mm -hmm. they're the messengers of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll just add, and you know, you mentioned team is always the big and I won't, that's, you're as good as your team. Yep. And I mean, I don't care if you have one volunteer or two, or you have staff paid staff, what's changed, what hasn't changed, you need a team. And now, and by the way, I would tell you when I first started student ministry, my team were students. That was it. That's what I started with. And that was an awesome team. So wherever you at size, this doesn't That's size good. budget has nothing to do with it. Build a team um, and then cast that vision. Vision doesn't change. Yep. Well, that's, that's good, Bo. That's, that's good stuff. So Zach asks, uh, how do I have a crucial conversation with someone? Um, you know, staffy coach, volunteers, ministry colleague, you know, crucial conversations, those tough conversations. Um, you know, Zach, that's just part of life, right? I mean, it's a great question. 
And I assume you mean critical conversation and where it's where you've got some truth telling to give to someone that maybe is going to be hard to hear. Uh, and whether that's in, you know, a you know, I love second Timothy three sixteen. you know, what God's word says that it's so powerful. It is one of my favorite verses, but you know how you, God's word allows you to bring correction and reproof and corrections done with love. And then reproof is, you know, that 10% truth. You have to speak it to someone that maybe hurts, but God's word speaks that. And, and um, so I think when you have these conversations on a practical level, here's what I would say is very important that you, you don't, don't beat around the bush. Don't say a lot of words, be very direct and clear with what you're trying to communicate. And Dave, if I had a tough conversation with you and you came in, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say, Dave, I, you know, I've got something to tell you and it's gonna maybe be a little difficult here. And, but I want you to hear me. I care about you, but I wanna speak truth to you. Mm -hmm. And then I would be very clear in my words, Dave, whatever I need to say to him. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask this question, Zach, uh, when you completed it, I would say, you know, again, if I'm talking to Dave, I'd say, Dave, what did you hear me say? And the reason I say that's so important because they may repeat back to you something they heard because you they didn't hear it because you said one word. So they may say it and say, no, Dave, that's not what I said. Let me repeat. Here's my intention of this conversation. Um, and then I would not, last thing, I'm just practical. Do not make it long. Don't, don't get right at it. Tell the truth and then push pause. Say, hey, Dave, I know I've said some things to hear that I know you need to think about. Uh, why don't we gather back again and set up a time? you know, after you process this. Uh, but I think that uh, we're going to be better off as we move forward. So Dave, what, what else would you add? <laughs> I wouldn't add anything, man. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fantastic. I, yeah, I, I, that's, that's great wisdom. Well, you're a good man, Dave. There you go. All right, buddy, let, let's keep going. I want to, let's, let's go. Um, okay, Dave, this is from Dan. How do you balance the relationship side of ministry with the business side of ministry? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I get this more often. It's more common now from a lot of young leaders, you know, just kind of bumping into, um, you know, seeing the business side of, of the church. And, and I would just say like, Dan, it's always people over process and, you know, you just have to lead that way. And you have to model that within, you know, your ministry as well. And so um, I would say, you know, people over process and how you, you know, schedule, you know, um, I know for me, I always, I never like had back to back to back to back with people and made them feel like they had to get out of my office right away. Like you have boundaries, That's good. But, I never, but I never wanted somebody to feel like I'm kicking them out, you know? Yes. And so, yeah. you know, look at how you're scheduling and, you know, you got to give yourself a flex, uh, you know, time in there. So you're not just kicking people out. So I think that's important. You know, I would say too, in your lobby, like a lot of times we don't re realize how important our interactions with, you know, families, parents, and, and students in the lobby. Like if we're always constantly looking over them or looking to the sides and, and them not feeling like we're in that conversation, like we just missed the mark in that like be present in your moments when you're interacting with people and uh, be there and make them feel important and um, so like people uh, matter and let's lead in that way and you know same with you know for large group with youth ministry when we have students 
you know, to, to make sure that those students feel like they matter and that you have made time and that you're training your leaders, that those interactions are so important. And so, um, you know, there's a, there's a sense, Dan, that there, you know, as the church grows and gets bigger, there's systems that have to be created that does feel like it can be become businessy. But at the end of the day, it's us owning people over process and how we lead and how we set the tone in our own leadership. What would you, what would you add with that, Bo? You, you were a part of a very large church and had to see the corporate, you know, side of all of that. You know, the, thanks Dave. Cause that was true. I mean, the, I, it was a leadership culture and it was about, it's about getting down to ministry. And personally, I, I, I enjoyed it. I appreciated the excellence that went with the side of, ministry and side that you you had to make sure you were taken care of. Now, Dan, I, I assume, Dave, that Dan's talking about, you know, when you talk about business side, if I was coaching, I'd ask you to define that. Because if you were saying, you know, business side of ministry is kind of coming down to how many students do you have in your ministry, you know, some kind of numerical deal, or, you know, to budget, or to, you know, I'd have to, you'd have to explain to me what does business side of ministry mean? Because I think it's how you view that. Um, and, and, and when you get more into multi-site churches, you have central, you have systems, like right. there's just things that are set up that, you know, that have to be in place. It have to be done because I would say that, you know, and this is just in your heart, you have to understand that you are hired by the congregation, by the church tithe to do a job. And so the idea of balancing, you know, obviously relationship, you've heard Dave and I say, it's the number one thing. It's what I believe spiritual transformation is the core of the be with factor. But along that side is intentionality, is being good stewards of resources, is making sure we're my time management that I love this statement, Dave, what is fair exchange? That if I was talking to you, I would say, Dan, what is fair exchange? What I mean by this, you're getting a paycheck if you're getting, if you're on salary, but it's like, you know, what is fair exchange that, that you're with your time, you know, where you say, I'm giving the best of my time and doing the things I need to do. And some of the business side, honestly, if you looked at it, the business side, I wouldn't use that word. Uh, uh, I would change that mindset. But, you know, when you prep for a message, I mean, that's not relational, right? But you just got a job to do. You got to get into the word of God. You got to do your, your work. You've got to make sure your team. So I would say, and please hear me, I'm being, uh, I think this is a great question. It's a real question, is you balance it by really being disciplined, speaking the truth and giving fair exchange where it's needed and then lead up. If you feel that you're being directed, that there's more of a, of a side that isn't making a difference, your role as the head pastor is to define again, hey, can we go over? Can I have an understanding of what, what, what I'm trying to accomplish here? And here's what it looks like. Don't confuse that I'm out with students hanging out with them, that that's not taking care of business, right, Dave? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to balance. Um, anything else? I don't know if that was clear. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I think that um, is something there's always going to be, you know, attention to manage a little bit. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, setting the culture that it's it's about people, you know, that's right. It's it's about people. And so never losing that focus. Give us a, let's, do, let's do a couple more, Dave. We have time yeah. to do. Let's do a couple more. Yep. OK. Hey, um, what do we got? Well, Jen, Jen asked, you know, like, how do how do you know what to say yes to, what to say no to, um, especially when you're adding? Uh, you know, Dave, I, I'm looking at that question. You know, I want you to speak to this. 
one of the things I think is unique about this question, she talks about in light of the pandemic, that maybe some things she started up now that's working, yeah. now you go back. What, how would you answer that? What do you tell her? She's, they've tried some new pieces, now just a heavier load. I know we touch base, but give it one more shot on just clarity on... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's where you have to to re, you know get with the you, your team and to be able to talk through. Okay, you guys, like this is this has been what we've been doing through the the pandemic. Now we're getting back uh, to this. Um, you know what what do we need to do to keep the main thing the main thing? And you know some things are good, but some things we have to say no to even when they are good things um, to keep the main thing the main thing. So I think it's it could be if you guys haven't evaluated uh, and gone through you know the process to be able to sit down as a team and say okay let's, right. let's regroup now what what's the future looking like? This is a perfect time to do it. And, uh, or, you know, let's just say it's just you get your team together, get your leadership team and say, okay, Hey, we're going to right now evaluate where we're at, where we're going and let's dream about the future. So I think it's a good time to do that. Well, Dave, I know, first of all, I know that uh, you agree with me. We appreciate all the questions we've got. We could, we didn't get a chance to go through all of them, but I know you're, you want to, I know you're going to encourage people to keep these going or make this happen. But Dave, before we finish here, you know, one of the things that uh, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, there really is some pretty cool stuff happening with church staffing. And, and so why don't you just, you know, let, let, let our listeners again hear um, about an opportunity to have healthy churches, healthy yeah. leaders. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, before we got on Bo, I had a, a guy just reach out to me and, and he's looking and, you know, we got to spend some time uh, on zoom and I got to hear his story and, and just kind of think through of, you know, what he's looking for and that's what I'm able to do. So like, if you're a candidate, get in touch with me and um, I can be a resource, but also I'm talking with a lot of churches and our goal is to help, you find the, the right next fit. But if you're a church, man, we want to come alongside, serve you and, uh, and help you find the right youth pastor um, and the right fit so that it will serve you and your families and the student ministry for years to come. And so that's what lead youth ministry staffing is all about. We want to serve the local church. We want to come alongside you. And uh, Bo, we're all about healthy leaders leading healthy families and ministries. And, and so um, it, it's awesome that, that we get to do this. And hey, so Dave, I got to say something. It just happened now. Uh, what just, I got an email from our publisher, but what's kind of cool is our, it looks like we're right on the finish line. So you'll, awesome. you'll get this. And, uh, but I I'm saying this because I think now we can actually, I think we can, if you're cool with it, can say, say it. let's <laughs> say it. Cause I think it's done. It may be a finished week, but yeah. I know we've worked hard on something. And I say this in the sense that I really do. We're all about, man, I love our community and lead you 22 and the, and all the coaches that are part of this and new CTs and our staff, but we really are about resourcing, you know, what it means to be healthy in, in your personal life, uh, in your family and relationships and ministry. And so I think this resource, Dave and I have really prayed about and worked on pretty hard over the months. And it's just to do that. Just give a quick update yeah. of what, if people want to get in, get be about this. It's called Lead Start, your first 100 days. And uh, so Bo and I have, um, you know, written a um, plan where, you know, we get to come alongside and coach and train uh, as you start or begin, or maybe you're new within the first, you know, two years of youth ministry. And this is just a plan to come alongside and, uh, and coach and train, mentor you in really some, some fantastic areas 
that will help you uh, grow not only as a healthy leader, um, but grow and build healthy teams, uh, grow your ministry. What does it look like to, to have, you know, outreach and community uh, involvement? And so just some great, um, you know, trainings that we're going to come alongside you. So it's called Lead Start, your first 100 days. And uh, man, I, Bo, we're really excited about this. I think it can serve just a lot, a lot of uh, youth pastors out there. Well, Dave, what I loved about it is, as you know, we, we the whole, um, man, the, the whole playbook is written just like we just today questions, you know, it yeah. came from questions that we've heard over the years, you know, how do, how do you do this? How do you do yeah. that? And, and I think it's going to be a very helpful resource. So get in touch with Dave. He'll tell you how, if that's something you're interested in. And so again, thanks for listening, Dave, I'll turn this over to you and, uh, Hey Dave, good wisdom, buddy. Sharp. Hey, you know, I, I, I hey, you've been around. I can, you I, know. Well, yeah, I guess we are getting old, uh, but there's wisdom there. So that's, that's the good thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us. I, I want to say, hey, in a couple of weeks, we're excited to have Jordan Beer on the podcast. He's with Alpha Teen USA, and uh, he's going to share about some uh, four core principles that he's seeing in thriving youth ministries around the country. And uh, it's, it's, he's got some great stuff. And then what they're doing in Alpha uh, Teen USA is, is pretty uh, amazing, Bo. So that's going to be really fun that we're going to have him on the, on the podcast. And then, um, you know, we're going to take a break for the summer and then we'll be back, um, you know, in August getting ready for another season. And so we're really excited about that. Well, if this podcast has been an encouragement uh, to you, share it. Um, there's probably somebody out there that could benefit from these questions and uh, that could be an encouragement uh, in their ministry. So share it, rate, review it. If you haven't done that, that'd be a huge favor for us. And uh, again, we're so grateful for the lead community and uh, we, we appreciate you. Thank you for these questions. We'd love to get more questions in and to do this again. I think this was really fun. Well, stay encouraged, stay inspired. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.